Hello and welcome to another episode of Menopause Cafe in Conversation with series of podcasts. And today I'm delighted to be joined by Julie Salmon. Julie is a professional gardener and veteran host of Menopause Cafe Aylesbury, as well as being an all-round awesome human who speaks openly about the challenges menopause presented to her emotional and mental well-being. Good morning, Julie. Oh, good morning, Helen. Thank you for that wonderful introduction. Wow. I'm very well this morning. Thank you. You find me very well, finally. <laughs> Thanks, Helen. Because I, yeah. I mentioned there about, I mean, you were one of the first adopters, I think, to come on board with Menopause Cafe. Um, and it's, it's wow. nearly three years ago now, isn't it? Before, yeah. Yeah. Or since I you ran. I was passionate about it because, I mean, I don't know where to start with all this now, but because I was so ill in 2017, it started probably end of 2016, beginning of 2017. Um, I was so poorly that when I did get well um, towards the end of 2017, I was just looking for everything I could read on the menopause and thought, how can this ruin a life and, and you know, destroyed my life throughout that whole, I don't know, eight months of that time. Um, that I, I wanted to read everything and, and help others, I suppose. So I went on a menopause conference in London with Meg Matthews and that was interesting. And then I read up, I, I found an article in um, I think it was Benenden, um News and it was by Rachel, Rachel Weiss all about the menopause cafe. I thought, what a great idea. And I thought, yes, I've got to do something about this. I, I don't want anybody to suffer like me. And, and if there's routes that they can take that they don't know about and think that the menopause is, don't get me wrong, I'm not underestimating a hot flush or, or night sweats, I'm not. But it's psychologically had its, its toll on me. And I just wanted people to just have that information, you know, and, and, and yeah, and have someone that's been through it and, lived <laughs> to tell the tale really so that's how I got involved in the menopause cafe yeah that was great please I was just gonna say I hosted about six all in all and it was it was wonderful and then I was looking um the venue that we had closed and then I oh, sort of sadly started getting unwell um the end of 2019 again and I couldn't have hosted a menopause cafe to save my life. Um, but then COVID, uh, coronavirus came in as well. So everything to do with that came to a sudden halt, sadly. Yeah. But while we were doing it, people got so much out of it. And I, I'm not just saying that for me. I, I felt I was talking to them, but they said, oh, thank God, somebody understands, you know, and that was the thing. Just having someone to understand, which I was grasping for in 2017 someone like me you know who was going through it when everybody else seemed to tell me they were getting hot flushes or they sailed through it I just thought my god why am I not doing that you know so yeah it was great to have that forum to be able to just have a chat you know and mm. give support I suppose yeah <laughs> I mean it's, it's I mean I, I talk openly about my um my issues with with my depression and and of, of suicidal ideation and I think it's I mean menopause can really bugger up our emotional well-being can't it and mm. I think we know possibly to expect hot flushes and night sweats that's all but I knew it seems to be and especially the, the women who come to the cafes it's the emotional and mental side that just stops us in our tracks yeah you're not prepared for it in the slightest I mean I've had depression in the past with bereavement I'd lost my mum when I was younger a lot younger 
and um, I'd gone through lots of fertility treatment and they all failed and you know there was a, a lot of loss in my life and it triggered grief turned into depression but I dealt with that I got antidepressants I finally got some counseling um, that sort of was no I, I got well do you know what I mean within not that long really a few months or whatever and as long as I I did everything I should do with medication and, and the counseling I, I stayed well this was out of the blue completely I mean um so there was no one to talk about the menopause with I mean mum wasn't there my sister had sailed through I mean everybody at work seemed to sail through or got a hot flush and I thought well I'm not even getting a hot flush I was getting night sweats um but I was just feeling depressed and anxious anxious about going to the supermarket anxious about getting in the car to drive which I would drive to the northeast without even thinking before anxious about being in social settings um not wanting to go to the gym anymore, um, just wanting to hibernate. And, and the doctor at the time, who had been wonderful with me throughout depression, throughout infertility, wonderful, wonderful doctor, just didn't get this at all, as in being anything to do with the menopause. Didn't get it at all. But we, we, neither of us did, and I didn't, because I, I didn't honestly think it was this sort of thing. And there wasn't really, I couldn't find much to read at all, like beginning in 2017. So we were just trying me on loads and loads of different antidepressants and nothing was touching it, nothing at all. And I was getting desperate. I was off work, on sick, which I felt guilty about. I felt guilty about being ill. I felt guilty about guilty about everything. Um, worthless, hopeless, all those words. Dreadful, absolutely dreadful, without a hope. And then I saw a, a Carol Vorderman had written a piece um, about menopause. And I th it stopped me in my tracks and I thought, well, that's how I feel. I feel like she feels suicidal and all that. And she's crying and gosh, I wonder if I'm going through the menopause. And I was, to be fair, I was textbook age coming up to 51. But I just never associated it. And then a friend who worked for a gynecologist said, I wonder if you are because we're getting a few women coming in now saying they feel a bit anxious and depressed and things like that. So she said, maybe there is a link with all this. That's how the ball started rolling for me. And I went to see this gynecologist and he me on um, a tablet called Premarin at the time and I got that through my doctor and um, I was already on the marina coil so I was getting I have a wound so I was getting the progesterone that way I'd been on it since I was 42 um, uh, when I say on it I, I had a few and um, so I, I went on this but it just didn't happen for me it wasn't the miracle cure that Carol Vorderman seemed to have and obviously she was on something different and whatever and I thought oh, why isn't this working so then follows a long time of trial and error of different um, estrogen and things like that. Finally, finally, after a lot of heartache, I was well. I've got the right level, the right balance. Um, and I got well and I went back to work and I was absolutely fine. And this was, this was about October 2017. So I'd been ill all year, all year. And I was back at work. I was confident again. I was, I was doing great. And then I started getting really terrible migraines on the tablet I was on. Really bad, which I'd never suffered in my life before. But I was getting, oh God, every two days I was getting a migraine. And the menopause clinic I was under at the time, the NHS said, ah, your estrogen is obviously not right in a tablet form. We've got to try something else. And I went on to a gel, an estrogel. So I thought, oh great. As soon as I changed the tablet and went on to the gel, which was I started on the minimum dose stop with, plunged straight back into the anxiety, into the depression. But then I was faking it at work because I thought I can't go off sick again. I just can't do this. So I just go in each day trying to smile, 
crying in the car before work, crying in the toilets, hide your eyes, hide your eyes, just keep going, write training notes, do this, just keep going, keep going, you can't be off again, you can't, you just can't do this. And I, I carried on and they upped the gel a bit, didn't make any difference. And I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? And, and um, in the end, in the January of 18, I left my work. After 28 years then, I had a nice job. I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it anymore. I didn't want to go sick again. I felt guilty. I couldn't do it. And they upped my gel again. And within, I'd say, I think it probably was a bit longer. I was well, because I'd got the right level again. And that's how well I could have walked into that office, been myself again, been fine, but I quit by then. And I mean, it's, it's fine. My life's fine because I changed roles completely. I became a gardener, as you know. Um, rubbish money. <laughs> Do you know what? That's not everything, is it? It's health that matters. And um, yeah, so it wasn't a bad turning point. It seemed it at the time. I thought, what the hell am I doing? You know, but I had to change something. But then I obviously needed the right level of hormones to be balanced for me then to be back all singing, all dancing in the world. And that's when... I, stra I went to the conferences, I read everything on the menopause. I thought, God, I've got to help others. I've got to, you know, I, I can't let people be suffering if, if antidepressants isn't a route for them, you know, which at that time then wasn't right for me. It just wasn't touching me at that time of my life. You know, I'm not saying that they're not the right thing for some people, but they weren't for me. It was I needed, I needed estrogen to raise my levels. It was hormonal. It was a hormonal depression. Yeah. So that's where I found myself in 2018. And that's how I got involved with the Menopause Cafe, which I think, did it start July 2018, Helen? Uh, 17, I mean, there's no way I could have contemplated getting a poster together, contacting cafes, you know, and, and doing advertising. I went on the local radio. I could have done that in the state I was in 2017. I was a bubbling wreck, you know, so. And yet two weeks of, of a higher dose of, of, of estrogen. I needed the it's... higher dose of estrogen. I needed to have obviously be at that right level for me. I know we're all different. We're all unique. But I obviously needed that to get all the things back in place whatever they call them serotonin whatever it's a minefield with the brain isn't it i mean god we'll never quite understand i will never quite understand how you could be plunged from a confident happy person with good self-esteem to someone who just thinks oh get me out of this life that's how bad it was at its worst truly i was ringing the samaritans i was ringing anybody who would just kill some time with me mind anybody very kind people just just was desperate just i can't even say how desperate i was it was beyond desperation that's how i felt truly didn't think i was going to get better truly didn't yeah um yeah and then there was 2018 and i started working i was absolutely well absolutely well the whole of 2018 2019 well absolutely well and then sadly in December 2019, and I know I can pinpoint it, it was the 27th of December, how was that, 2019, I was driving in my car and I was going to a ballet. I'd been bought it for a Christmas present and I'd never been to ballet before. Um, and I was driving to Surrey from where I live in Aylesbury and I felt anxious. I thought, oh God, I feel like I want to stop the car. I don't think I can drive. I don't want to meet the people when I get there. 
I thought, God, what's wrong? What's wrong with me? I'm on, I'm on estrogen. What's wrong with me? You know, I'm, I'm, I've been okay. What on earth is going on with me now? What's wrong with me? Was it the stress of Christmas? Again, looking for other things. And I thought, oh God, just do it. Just get through it. Got through it. The valley was stunning. Um, although I didn't have a clue what was going on, but I'm not very conscious about it. <laughs> I don't think I'll rush to another one, but that's me. And um, anyway, I drove back. I don't know how I got back. And then I ran with, I do a lot of running. I, did, I, I, oh, I need to get back into that. Um, I ran with my friend the next day and I said to her, I don't feel very sociable. There's something wrong. And she knows the symptoms in me now. You know, she, she said, well, what do you think? I said, I don't know. I said, I just don't feel right at all. And um, I said, I feel down, I feel, you know, anxious again, but why can't I be I'm on estrogen? I'm on the right levels. But was I on the right levels? So I instantly went back to the doctor and I went for a blood test. Um, and they took my estrogen levels and um, they dipped way low, way, way low. So I'd obviously, the further I'd gone into this menopause, not even knowing about that, didn't even think there was dips because I'd never really come across that other than when I came off the tablets and went onto the new estrogen and uh, estrogel and it needed time to work and I was being too impatient and all that. I didn't think you could dip again. I thought that was it then forever. I'll just go through this and get out the other side, you know? But there was dips and I thought, oh no, this was really good. And then followed, try another pump of gel. Let's come off that. Let's go on patches. Let's try this. You've got to be patient for three months when you're in hell again. How That's long hard, long? isn't it? Yeah. When you hear three months, when you're in hell. No, three days is, is too much. Yeah, of course it is. You want an instant cure. A bit like an antidepressant, I suppose. Yeah. You think they're going to work instantly. They say, oh no, take about six weeks or more and then you're going to feel worse before you feel better. <laughs> <laughs> who devises it? Who brings out a tablet that does that to you? For God's sake. But um, yeah, it was a nightmare. I went to see a private menopause person because I couldn't get the clinic to May. How does that feel again when you're in January? And your appointment is in May for the NHS menopause clinic. Desperate, desperate, absolutely. So I went to see this lovely lady and she was lovely. And she said, keep with the patches. You know, you've got to give it time. But she told me something quite interesting. And um, I, probably the best thing that I got from that appointment was that she said, when you feel well again, go and have a blood test. And I quite like that because it was quite interesting because it sort of told me when I did get well again, what sort of level... I need to be well on. And I know right. people can't go and get blood tests all the time. The doctors, my doctor happily was fantastic about me after blood test. I didn't have a problem. And my testosterone levels were low. So then I got on testosterone. And um, so how long has it taken this time? This has taken me. Oh, it's taken months, sadly. I'm sorry to say that to people listening. I am so sorry. There's no quick fix to this. Um, you just have to keep hoping and you don't quit you just keep waiting and um what i i also went on an antidepressant this time so i came off them all in 2018 because they hadn't worked for me but i had read that again this isn't for everybody this is just for me um oh well this is what i read that i did a study that said that sometimes as you go through this journey and I would probably be classed as postmenopausal now. Who knows? I don't, I don't know. I'm 54 now, but I, I don't really know. I'd never had a period since I was 42 because I took the marina coil. So I didn't have that as my indicator that I was going through menopause, really, because my period had sort of come to an end in my sort of early 40s. 
Um, but anyway, so whether I'm post, peri, pre, no, no, I'm definitely not pre. I'm definitely somewhere in it. Um, I, I read that sometimes an antidepressant with the HRT can work well together. Now, again, that's not for everybody. And I'm not saying, oh, I'll rush to go and get an antidepressant. I'm not saying that. I'm just talking about me. So I did go on. Well, I tried sertraline at first with it, but I was six months on that this year and it never touched it. When it had touched it, me before with bereavement counseling, it never touched it at all. So I tried another one. I don't know whether I'm allowed to say which ones I'm on. Is that all right, Helen? Mm, absolutely. Yes, escitalopram. And I'm only on a small dosage of it, but I don't know. You see, I don't know what's worked really because <laughs> my levels are in a good place. Um, so the HRT that I'm on now, I'm on, um, what am I on? I'm on a 100 patch, a 25 patch, and one pump a gel. So that might seem quite a lot to some people. Um, but I obviously need higher levels, you know. That's, and, and even the menopause lady I spoke to the other day, before she discharged me, said, listen, you're all right, you could even go to another um, pump a bit. And I said, what about my marina coil? I said, you know, how will I get my progesterone if I have to stop? Because I'm on my third one of that. And she said, well, I fitted one in a lady age 65 yesterday. That's what she said to me. She said, so her words at an NHS menopause clinic were, there's no evidence to say that you don't have, you, you don't need them. There's no evidence to say they still work particularly, but as you get into your 60s and 70s and 80s, she said, but more ladies who are in their 80s want to stay on HRT. So they're obviously seeing the benefits. Yeah. So again, they've got to weigh up their health risks what's going on in their life and, and all of those things, you know, I'm not advocating this is a route for everybody. I mean, there are some great natural things that work for some people. I just obviously needed more. And I think possibly because I was susceptible to depression, yeah. you know, um, I had postnatal depression with my first child. You know, there's obviously a hormonal thing going on with me. I mean, the friend I run with, Debbie, um, she's never had depression in life. She's seen it through me. So she gets it. She understands it because she's seen what it's done to me before. But she was unwell with the menopause, but with anxiety. So that was her main thing. Hers didn't develop into a depression. Hers was just, she didn't want to go to work. She didn't want to leave the house. She said no to every invite she was given, and she's very sociable. Um, hers was that, and she said, none of these things like sage, red clover. She was trying menopause. She was trying all the supplements, which I had tried, and they hadn't worked for me, because I obviously needed more. She said, they're not working for me. She, she So she learned a lot from me she went to see the doctor and she's well on i think she does um, she does two pumps of gel and she's all singing all dancing again you know she's well she's not any antidepressants but she needed hrt to function and she never had mental health issues you know in her life so it can get anybody you know for different reasons it's just thank god we're all talking about it now and i'm obviously talking a lot as you can hear, I think no, it's fantastic because yeah. it, it's you know when one person speaks out, it it's it it's a ripple effect, isn't it? Yeah. You hear somebody speaking about it, and, and you think, gosh, that's me. And that's me. I, I was looking for all reasons why I could be feeling like this because I was being sort of almost led into a direction, thinking, well, can't be your hormones; they don't have that massive effect, surely. Maybe you th you're worried you're getting older. You know, or your children don't need you the same, or maybe your marriage isn't that good. You know, I was, I was thinking, well, well, maybe it is that. Maybe it's that, you know, no. maybe it is all those things. You, we're trying to look for answers constantly, searching on Google, which I'm sure people are doing, you know, constantly menopause, menopause, menopause. 
forums reading anybody who's got depression oh thank god she's got depression brilliant i didn't mean that Bora, but i was looking for me in all those people what did they do what did they take who did they speak to i mean your first line has to be the doctor it, i mean it has to be whatever you do it has to be your doctor and i tell you what if you've got one that hasn't got a clue you change the doctor do you know what? You, you really do i mean i didn't change my doctor because she had been so wonderful with me throughout my life well being in Aylesbury, going through um, bereavement and going through infertility for years and years that failed. She'd been wonderful getting me on antidepressants, getting me counselling. Wonderful. But when it came to menopause, just didn't get it. So, you know, it was surprising, really. I was quite surprised. And that's why I'd, I'd love, hence I'll lead on to that in a, in a minute, but I'd love that, oh God, I wish there was someone in every surgery that just got it, did their homework, went on a course, just you could go to and understand and funnily enough a lady I, I garden with um, her friend's a nurse at a surgery in Aylesbury and she doesn't know much about it but she thinks she's going through bits now probably in the she's only early 40s but she's probably at the pre or perimenopause stage the beginning of it all um, and she said she would love a menopause cafe in the surgery mm -hmm. um, she'd love someone just to be there to speak about what they went through she's doing her research She's looked at the Menopause Cafe website. She's looking at websites. She's looking at paperwork um, on it to try and educate her now. She wants to be more informed. And she said she'd love it if I would go when they get all this set up into a room there and just have people, you know, come and talk about it. You know, just be in a social setting where people can say, well, I've got a minute. I've had this or I've had this hot flush and it's killing me. Because there are, what you call, say, 34 symptoms of the menopause. You know, it's crazy, isn't it? You would never believe because all I knew, and I didn't have a mum to talk to, I had a sister who said she was fine. She was menopause. She said, I didn't even know I went through it. You know, I'll, I thought it was a hot pitch. That's how sort of, I suppose, ill-educated I was about it. But nobody, I didn't even think to look for it because I wasn't even in it, you know. So it's like anything, isn't it? Once you're in, if you've got depression or if you've got terrible illness, you know, a disease or whatever, you're looking for anything you can read on it, aren't you, I suppose? You're it becomes the focus, isn't it? It becomes um, the focus yeah. of your whole waking life. And the menopause was the focus of my whole waking life. I would click on um, a website, support website, ringing everybody, you know, looking for anybody, or looking at it. I'd say, oh, God, I can't even remember how many times a day. It was, my husband would say, oh, God, get off it, you know, on an evening. Come and watch something. Couldn't focus on watching anything. Couldn't read a newspaper anymore. You know, all I wanted to do was look at stuff that where people were suffering. <laughs> but in essence, to help yourself feel well, though, that was, yes. that's the thing, isn't it? Yes, You're trying to help yourself. Help myself by somebody else's, you know, it, going through it. Yeah. Not necessarily wanting them ill, but looking, looking constantly for answers. And there are answers, and that's what I wanted to get across today, I suppose. When you offered me to do this podcast, I was a bit nervous at first. Now, if you'd offered me this five weeks ago it would have been a flat no i wouldn't have had the confidence to talk to you like this um i would have probably cried halfway through or started crying or, or gone away or uh, gone to another room and sat in a corner uh, blubbing um i just want people to know that there is an answer it, it might take a while it did for me the second time in this flipping menopause um, I've got stronger words, but I won't say them on the podcast. Um, but it, it does take a while. And um, you have to be patient with yourself. And you have to be kind to yourself. 
they're the two things. So if you feel like just sitting on the sofa with the rug around you and watching loads of binge watching things on whatever box sets, then you do it. You do it because you be kind to you because you will get out of this. But you don't know when. Nobody can say, well, you're 27th of October. You're going to be fine. So you're working towards that goal. You can't. There's no date, is there? That's the hardest bit. And you, and throughout it, you're thinking, no, it's not going to be this time for me. And your friends are saying to you, but it will be because you got better before. You will, but no, I want this time. Because this time must feel different. This time must be different. No, it is naturally because you got through before. You will get better. But you can't believe them. You don't believe anybody. You're just li listening to that inner negative voice in your own head saying, oh, this is, this is your time up now, you know. And it's dreadful and horrible and evil and it's soul destroying and it's all those words that you could possibly think of, but it does pass. And I kept running. When I was running and doing exercise, exercise does help. I mean, I was crying doing it. Um, I'd run along the canal and I'd go, this too shall pass, this too shall pass. Come on, the HAPPY trying to sing happy songs. None of it was really helping, to be fair. <laughs> but I kept saying it. I kept saying it. Please, will it go in my head? This too will pass, this too will pass. Da, da, da. It does. It does pass. But you have to get help. And you have to keep asking for help. And that's the biggest thing. And get someone who understands you, you know, at your doctor's. Or go to an NHS menopause clinic. Or if you can avoid it, crikey, then go and find someone who's been recommended to you, you know, that's understands menopause understands yeah. that primarily because that's what you're going through and that is probably why you're feeling the way you are feeling you know it's not you don't feel guilty you know all those things that you feel that i know that you can't help feeling because i felt them <laughs> every single negative emotion you can think of i went through it twice now 2017 and um what year is this now? We're 2020. I know. And obviously we went in lockdown. I thought, oh, is it because we're in lockdown? No. Actually, Helen, I said this before to you. I actually liked lockdown because it took the pressure off me. Trying People asking me, do you want to go to so-and-so? Do you want to do this? When I was feeling like hell on earth. No, I don't want to do any of those things. Let me hibernate. And the rest of the world can hibernate. So in any, if anything, it did me a favour, lockdown, in a way, because it took the pressure off trying to be someone that I couldn't be but I was faking a lot of it because I just didn't want to be this person again that was negative about life and you know wanting to end this suffering I was going through um so yeah so I'm, I'm so like I say I've been well now I take nothing for granted I've been well for the last month um I feel well I feel totally 100% well you know I could stand on a soapbox telling everybody that I'm well but I'm not taking anything for granted no I'm not I'm just pacing myself you know and I'm being still being kind to myself um I'm not going crazy look I'm back in the world you know I'm not I'm not I'm just I just feel like everybody else walking about like I said to you earlier they've got their struggles I've still got mine you know nothing changes bills still have to be paid and cars break down which mine did the clutch went the other day but I dealt with it instead of probably going into a heap mess thinking it was all my fault. You know, the car's broken down. It must be me. I didn't think that. I just thought I've got an old car and the clutch is gone. You know, I just feel like anybody else. And it's lovely to feel like that. But I, I know for anybody else going through it, Jesus, I went through it. And I've been through it twice now. And I'm not saying my hormones are going to stay stable the whole time. But I've got to watch it, monitor it, 
And when I feel a dip, if, if it does happen again, and God forbid it may not, hopefully you won't. But, it, but if it does, I've got a support network. I've got the Menopause Cafe website. I've got doctors on hand. You know, I've got a person that I can contact um, who knows the menopause. I've got support in line for me. And That's I will amazing, have to remember how to get to them, get on the computer, go and get to them, make the phone call, just go and do it. Even if I stay silent and I cry the whole time, I've got someone on the other end. Yeah, and that is so important. Absolutely. That's the message I've, I probably wanted to get across the most, that, you know, don't give up, basically. You've got to find, you know, the answer for you because it's there, it's out there. I know for a fact it is by being through it twice and, and getting through it. Yeah. Sorry. Julie, I mean, I've got on too long. <laughs> no, not at all. I was going to say you are absolute, you're absolute inspiration, and and, and it's yeah. a message that I I don't think we we hear often enough. And it, yeah. it, I mean, it is wonderful to see you looking so well. Um, I do feel well. I, do. I didn't think I would get here again. I really didn't. I really, really didn't. But I have, and that's because I just kept looking. Please have another blood test. Please can I, you know, then they were fed up with me. The doctors, I'm sure. It's her again, you know. Like I say, they knew my voice without me having to say my name. I was ringing that often, but I didn't stop. I was desperate to be well because I knew that this life has still got things good in store for me, you know. And it is a wonderful life despite all the horrible things going on in the world. It, it, it is, and there is joy again, and that's the word that I lost throughout all this. Yes. I lost joy. And when you find that again, even a tiny measure of it, it's just, it gives you hope again. Precious, um, isn't it? It's oh, really it's precious. Absolutely, the most precious word. Joy, hope, you know, hold on. Don't don't give up. Yeah, that's that's definitely a lovely, lovely word. Yeah. If I was young enough to have children again, I might call one joy. <laughs> but no, that's not going to happen now. <laughs> anyway, yeah. But Julie, that's my it's... Story. <laughs> And it's, it's, as I say, it really is, it's an inspirational story. And, and thank you so much for being, you know, so honest and, and open and sharing oh, your story because just, it will help yeah. others. Oh, thank I you so much. Does. I really hope it does. You're very welcome. Thanks, Helen. That's to everybody. Thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you.